welcome back to another episode of the Howling Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Piper, today, and I am very glad to say this because I know a lot of you guys have been asking me when the hell I was going to have a guest. So today is the day. It is my first official guest of the Howling Wolf Podcast, and her name is Julie. She does TikTok creation and YouTube creation and things like that. Um, if you're into books, you might hear a lot about that today. She loves books. She's on Book Talk, um, so it's really fun. So Julie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's my, awesome. <laughs> my brand of content is like doing things I've never done before, so never have I ever been on a podcast. That's, That's very perfect. interesting. Yeah, I'm Look very at that. excited. So like, I'm in an episode, and it's literally pretty much what the whole podcast is about. It's just like challenging yourself to do something and like put yourself out there and like basically just like make something to express yourself so that they mm-hmm. hear that like your whole like brand that like you do is that is like really awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I definitely think it's like good to get out of your comfort zone and I think that's why I like content creation so much. I use it as a driving force to get me to not be so anxious all the time. So that's why I really fell in love with it to begin with. Yeah, so little tip for you guys and little secret for you guys. It's very interesting. So I know Julie, um, if you ever see her around, she's very, very (gasps) shy and timid. So Mm -hmm. when you go and actually watch her content, (laughs) totally different person. (laughs) Different person on there. It's so crazy. I put on a different hat, you know? (laughs) I'm like, this is is my time to shine. It's because you talk about books and you're like, oh my God. I'm comfortable now. I'm like, (laughs) I've just been unleashed. So that's amazing. So, So tell me why, and well, you told me why, like why you do it. But like, talk to me like how like, like, why'd you start? Like, why did you, like, when did you start? Because TikTok's yeah. pretty recent still, so. Yes. TikTok and YouTube are the most recent evolutions of content creation that I tried. I don't even know if I told you this, but in high school, I actually made a bookstagram before it was cool. Um, and I. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yes. And I got a, <laughs> you didn't know that was a no. thing? You love books, Nick. I do, but I didn't know that was a thing. Well, now it's very popular. Back then, it was lame and uncool, but I loved it. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Before it was cool, I did it. And back then, that was like the first attempt at me creating content. I would create different artwork for like authors releasing books, and I would get advanced readers' copies and make art for them to promote books, which was so interesting to me. Then in college, I got into the world of editing, which was a whole other thing, and I was so excited to do that. And I definitely didn't tell you this. I had an editing channel that was had 10,000 followers on it. And I was, I was so excited to learn about editing, to teach other people about editing. But that wasn't really about me and like my life. That was just about editing itself. Is that why you stopped doing it? Yes, because I was like, this is fun and all, but I was like, I want to be a little self-centered and talk about me. So I was <laughs> like, let's do something more about my life. Um, then in college, like COVID hit and I had to like end school. Like it was my graduating year and college was cut short. And then I don't know if I told you this, but I did end up actually getting sick. I have an autoimmune disease and I turned into a completely different person. I was so anxious all the time. I was like very depressed. I like didn't know what to do with my life anymore. I was just very 
like not like myself and at the time I was just so worried that I was like my life is passing me by I'm scared of everything I was like I don't know how to make myself comfortable again but I do know that I love content creation so in college my last year I thought about you know like there's a lot of things that I haven't tried like there's so many things like as a human biology major you're just like studying and grinding all the time Mm -hmm. that you don't really think like you know, a pandemic's gonna come and you're not gonna have the chance to enjoy your Literally, life. Yeah. So my friend and I, we were talking, we were like, these are all the things that we wanna try, COVID cut it short. But in my head, I kind of started referring to them as never have I ever's because I didn't want a bucket list. I thought that was lame. I was like, I don't wanna tick off things. I just wanna enjoy and experience new things. So then when I got sick and I thought about, you know, how can I get myself to be more comfortable? I started creating stories on YouTube. I started creating videos about me trying new things. And all of a sudden it was like, I just started to get comfortable with myself again. TikTok came naturally after the fact, but that's why I really like fell in love with YouTube because it really helped me just become more of myself than I have in a very long time. So that's why I just love it so much. That's really impressive. Um, Especially like when you think about it, like you literally said you had a channel that had over 10,000 followers on it. Mm -hmm. And for you to be like, yeah, so I'm going to X this channel because <laughs> I want to be me. Yes. Like, I can put myself out there, which is mm-hmm. so cool. And that's, listen, yeah. no shade, because that's part of the reason why I made this podcast. I just wanted to talk to, you know, Absolutely. to myself. Like, no, you know, it's, it's fun to hear like, yeah. myself talk. It's fun to get those thoughts out there, I right? Know. Like, but I just think that's, like, so wild, especially that you went YouTube to, like, first put your, like, face out there. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, obviously, like, the book gram and then the editing. Yeah. Your face is really not on it. Like, Nowhere. it is, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure people could probably find you, but, like, it's not, yeah. like, front and center where it's, like, YouTube, it's, like, well, now I'm trying to get to know the creator, right? Exactly. Like, that's kind of why, like, I prefer YouTube over TikTok because, I mean, we've had this talk before oh, where it's, course. like, I don't know anything about the people I follow on TikTok, but the exactly. people I follow on YouTube, I could tell you... everything about them like whatever they want to share with me i feel like i like you feel like you know them personally yeah that parasocial relationship like goes off on youtube (laughs) yeah and it's just like i think it just like blows my mind because it's like for someone who like did not go to school for content creation Mm -hmm. at all yeah like has like let's call a spade a spade has like no business no i've no no yeah absolutely not it's like you were like i'm gonna be a cult youtuber i'm gonna put myself Mm -hmm. out there yeah and then it's like which is even crazy because like for those of you who don't have youtube channels or never edited long form videos it's a lot harder to edit long form videos than it is to just edit tiktok it's a huge difference oh yes and that's why you see these tiktok stars when they try to go to youtube and they struggle because they have to learn how to edit and it's completely different the youtube app doesn't edit for you like tiktok does Mm -mm. but i just think that's just so amazing that like you're like i'm gonna put myself out here so now i'm curious because would you have put yourself out there if you never got sick? I wonder about that all the time. I still think I would have done content creation in some manner because, like I said, I had many iterations of creating content and storytelling through, like, graphic arts, through, like, different videos, like, throughout my life. I think I would have done something, but I don't think it would have forced me to put myself out there if I had not gone through the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life. Because I was like, at this point, my own worst enemy is myself. Like, I'm like, how much harder could it be if some stranger on the internet, I get hate comments all the time. Mm -hmm. People are just like, someone told me I look like Cho Chang and I was like, that hurt a little bit. I was like, that 
hurt deep down i was like don't come at my throat yeah. like that yeah and so like Be a little nicer and like before that would have like ruined me i would have been like that's it i'm done but like once you go through like you know stuff and then all of a sudden you're creating content it's like you're truly doing it for yourself like yeah. absolutely you know i don't really care about like what other people are going to say i'm just like i'm creating this totally 100 percent for myself and i think that's what drove me to like really share my story and talk about my life and the perspectives that i have i just think it's so crazy to hear that right because like I'm in an episode, it's called, like, is art school worth it? And, like, mm -hmm. you know I went to art school, and the listeners know I went to art yeah. school. And, like, I have my opinions about that. Yeah. But one of the pros of art school was I get to be in critique classes. And, like, Whoa. you get to learn how people f truly feel about your work. Oof. And But it makes you appreciate it a little more because it's it's not a hate comment they're not coming at you like your work sucks yeah no they're critiquing and telling you like hey listen that's oversaturated it's this it's that mm -hmm. and you're like damn bro like i thought that was a good photo and it's just it's so crazy to hear because it's like you know this is a great you know topic and mm -hmm. point for people that are like do i go to art school or not you didn't go to art school and you literally got the same experience that yes. i got through critique classes through just posting stuff online and just dealing <laughs> yeah. with it and yeah. having a life experience like yes. you know it's just it's so crazy how like these things like different things come in waves it's yeah. like it's just really fun to hear about yeah. but you know let's change topics just a little bit because mm -hmm. i'm just kind of out of curiosity because the whole podcast is really about like you know creative lifestyle and like challenging your, like yourself absolutely and obviously like you challenge yourself you're on youtube and tiktok mm -hmm. and probably who knows probably a million other things <laughs> but i just know you're on youtube and tiktok mm -hmm. and so like one thing like i tell people is that like you can live the creative lifestyle and not quote unquote be a creative right so like yeah. my one buddy eddie who listens to this shout out to my buddy eddie i think i shouted him last last episode so he's getting two now like this kid's ridiculous Go, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> but he texted me and was like listen bro like love the podcast but like i have nothing to do with art like i don't even know what it is i'm not a creative at all yeah and it's like i'm trying to explain to him like no like that's not what a creative is like you don't have to be quote yeah creative right it's like an influencer like mm -hmm. every i almost hate the word creative because it's like no like everybody is a creator everybody is creative it just I know. chooses if you it's your career or not yeah so it's like exactly like you're a prime example like mm -hmm. you do content part-time it's yes. not your full-time job mm -hmm. you do it because it's fun yes yeah. you do make money on it but it's fun yes so it's like i'm curious to hear your thoughts on the creative lifestyle where it's like you know myself in general like i own my own photography company mm -hmm. and then my full-time job is a creative position like i am yes. you know in charge of running social media channels yeah so it's like i just want to hear your thoughts and opinions on the creative lifestyle as yeah. someone who's quote not a creative absolutely so like one thing that i really noticed like getting to know nick it's just it's so interesting when we have conversations like this because we're both so passionate about it which i love and it's like i remember nick called me to like talk about this and he was just like holy shit who are you and i was like <laughs> I'm talking about something I love. Like that's that's just what I love. And he he was just like you sound like a totally different person and I'm like and that's why you were saying like, you know, a creative sounds like such a loaded term. Like it's like everything you are. And I'm like just to be clear guys, my job has nothing to do <laughs> with creativity. Absolutely nothing. And at home I live for it like I just I feel like I go home I turn off my like job brain and yeah. then I go ahead and be creative and like 
at first I definitely felt a bit of imposter syndrome because like Nick said, I didn't go to art school. I don't have a degree in any sort of creative field. I was a human biology major. That's what my degree Just is. Just so you know, us kids that go to art school also suffer with imposter syndrome. <laughs> Just you know. Continue. Sorry. Just wanted to let you know. No, that's, not a, that's a good one. point to make. But like, I don't have a degree. I don't have a degree to back me up. Yeah. I never went to formal school. Everything I learned about editing was from YouTube. I want to make that so clear. And I think that's one of the beauty, like, you know, the beauty of YouTube is because, like, you can literally look up anything. I learned how to use Preach. After Effects from there. I, I learned how to edit YouTube videos from YouTube. And it's like, I just... At first, I was very like, who are you to post anything? Like, who are you to make anything who online? Cares? Who cares? Yep. Why are you doing this? And like, who's I'm not, gonna watch? who's gonna watch? I'm not making a living off of this. Like, I wanna be very clear. Like, yes, I make money, I'm monetized, but like, I'm not making a living off of YouTube. Mm -hmm. But again, like, I have such a big why that I touched on before. Like, why do you do this? And it's so much bigger than just, you know, posting videos that like, I feel like people who want to live a creative lifestyle, it really just boils down to if you're passionate about it or not. Because like, if you're going to do something that you are intrinsically motivated to do, like there's no external motivation for me to do YouTube or TikTok. Sure, there's the occasional video that blows up, but like I'm not at the level that I'm getting fans and like mm -hmm. subscribers a glow like meet you yeah like yeah. i'm not getting any of that yeah but i'm still posting because i love it and it is something that i'm very passionate about and it's like it's a part of my identity even if it's not validated by a degree or by my career or by anything else other than my own standards so i mean i'd love to hear your take on no, it no i agree with like, you i literally <laughs> agree with you 100 percent because it's like and that's what I try to explain to like my buddies is like the same thing with like my cousins they're I'm pretty much the only quote creative in my mm -hmm. family I'm the only photographer I'm the only artist and all that yeah but it's like I tell everybody like that's not the case right yeah like, so like my creative lifestyle yes if you look at it on paper it is a creative lifestyle mm -hmm. you know I eat sleep you know everything photography and art I do yeah this podcast is what you're saying about you're like, I'm so passionate about it. I don't care if people watch. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm not making tons of money on it. I mean, that's what kind of this podcast is for me. And even my artwork on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I don't make money sitting here talking to you. Yeah. It'd be really cool if I did that. <laughs> but as of right now, I don't. Like, I'm yeah. doing it because I'm passionate about it. Because I mm -hmm. care about what I'm saying. And, like, I say this one thing that I think there's enough room in every art field for all of us. I really do. And, like... Yeah. I think it gets overlooked a lot and like I'm trying to be that like voice of reason that like a creative lifestyle is not what you think it is it's not what you see on YouTube it's not you know mm -hmm. like again like I talk about my favorite YouTubers but it's like it's not what you see what Peter McKinnon gets to do every single day where it's like yeah it's all photography it's all video yes that is a dream creative lifestyle mm -hmm. and like I would love to have that I'm sure you would love to have that like yes. anybody who's into it wants that but mm -hmm. it's like the reality is is that like that's not most people's creative lifestyle and there's nothing wrong with that where it's yes. like again my creative lifestyle is very different from yours but it's just i try to tell my friends that like to be a creative like you literally just have to find an outlet and i think it's so important for like mental health is like 
you have to find an outlet to express yourself Mm -hmm. whether it's taking photos whether it's you know making beats cooking like it could be anything painting drawing it can be anything just a way to express yourself yes and i tell my friends and cousins that are like i'm not an artist i'm like how do you express yourselves yeah and the amount like the amount of people like oh like i'll i'll like paint or i color or you know like i like i like sing i suck but i sing and it's like that's all expression Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean it's like my one cousin mikey shout out mikey he plays the piano to express himself he's a physical therapist but he needs an outlet to express himself so he plays the piano he's pretty good if i sat him in this chair he'd tell you he's not good but it's not about being good or not. It's just about expressing yourself and finding that outlet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what I try to tell my friends. And that's why I think it's so cool that like you're sitting here right now being that advocate for everybody that's like, listen, like I do this because it helps me through like the day. It brings joy to your life. It's a way that you express yourself. Yeah. You talk literally, guys, I'm telling you, look at her content. She talks <laughs> about books, bro. Like, that's literally all she talks about is books. She mm-hmm. loves books. So what does she do? She talks about them. She records herself and posts about different books. Every yes. now and then she does do movie reviews too. <laughs> but it's mostly books. Yeah. And it's just like and it, it's funny, right? Because it's like I you know. said, like, who the hell wants to watch it? But I love your content. How many I times do I, I do I text you? I'm like love the video oh he validates Hilarious. me so much i really appreciate it like your latest video like I love with it. the hansel and gretel and the chips and salsa that's I- hilarious <laughs> loved it i felt you through the video i was like that is amazing my most recent youtube video was literally because of nick it's about light lark a book that he told me was five stars and i just had to read it because of him for the record she gave it four and then knocked it down to three (laughs) and a half which really really pisses me off salty i am because her four star is a five star for everybody I'm I'm a harsh critic. She I is. am. I follow her on Goodreads, which if you're not on Goodreads, I said in the last episode, get on it. It's fire. so good. If it's you're a Goodreads fire. friends, it's a true friendship. It really it's is. It's a true friendship. I like all of his statuses. <laughs> <laughs> but like, she I love has, them. like I'm not even exaggerating. There's like over 5,000 bucks on your Goodreads. Yes. Like it's kind of sickening no, how actually, much you've read. Yeah. She read Fourth Wing in maybe three, four days, I think. That is my next video coming out. So oh, look at that. get ready for that. Little, Another little one that Nick there. inspired. A little teaser yes, there. Yes, thank you. No, I just like, again, I just think it's awesome that like you do this because it's a way you express yourself. And yeah. it's it's funny. You brought up the phone call that yes. we had on our way home. I love that phone and call. And so do I. And you asked me a question, and I kind of tipped you off yesterday that uh-huh. I was going to ask you something from Guys, there. I'm scared. So <laughs> you asked me a question, and it is a great question, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I want your answer as well. Okay. And it's probably a question that I will ask pretty much anybody who comes on the podcast so you guys can prepare. Yeah. Um, is do you think that in today's world, right, in the art world, We've had this conversation where everything is a certain way, right? Like, let's use photography example. Mm-hmm. When I first started shooting 10 years ago, everything was oversaturated photos. Now it's a lot of, like, cool tones, greens, very earthy, very mild, things like that. Yeah. And you asked me if I thought that that is because of outside resources that are basically forcing themselves upon me that is making me think this mm-hmm. so i'm gonna ask you so do you think that trends and like not even trends but like the way art styles are going these days where it's like it's tiktok heavy book talk is blowing up so everybody's posting on it mm-hmm. do you think that it's hard now 
to come up with like basically an original idea or do you think any original idea you come up with is already forced upon you subconsciously because of something you saw for the record she asked me this question and i literally had to take like 30 seconds to a minute to figure out what the hell i was gonna say so if she pauses like that's why because it's a pretty tough question i can't believe i asked this you of did? you this is so heavy like 10 o'clock at night too literally <laughs> i don't know what question? i was thinking i don't know what i ate that day but <laughs> to respond to this question i love this quote i think about this quote probably every day and that is anywhere i go i realize the poet's been there before and I love that quote, quote because it's like, it? I have no idea. That's Don't fine. ask me That's that. Great... I love Julie says it. Yeah, I say <laughs> yeah. it. It's like that. What is that? Michael Scott underneath, <laughs> like whatever the basketball miss, player miss says. 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> yeah. Wayne Gretzky scratched Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Exactly. <laughs> so scratch. And then Julie has said this. So basically what I mean by that is like anywhere you go a person has attempted an artist has attempted this idea before and I feel like it's not even that we're plagiarizing on purpose it's just that they're in this like we're in a very capitalistic like materialistic society like there's just so much especially with TikTok like our attention span is getting so small but like we're taking in so much information and like I wonder to myself that because I'm like would I really be attempting YouTube if like Mr. Beast didn't have like a hundred million like whatever subscribers because other people are modeling to me that it is possible to validate yourself and like express yourself in that way and i think that like you have all of these subtle like cues from everywhere like i think what we were talking about was like the neutral colors like look mm -hmm. at our clothes mm -hmm. clothes aren't bright anymore like yep. lululemon is like it's a blacks, giant palette browns. of yep. neutral colors it's pastel colors yes. that's all it is and if you look at anyone's house nowadays white black gray there's maybe navy no, blue yes that's risky though. Yeah. But if there's like, there's no color anymore. It's true. And I think, I don't, it's like a chicken and egg scenario. I'm like, is the content that we're creating bleeding into the real world or is the real world then making its way, trickling down to our content and the way that we express ourselves? It's so crazy to think. He's cackling right now. Because it's just like, like, it's so true. Like, it's, it's just a crazy, wild it's a to crazy think thing about, to think about. It really you know? Is. Yeah. Like, it's and I mean, like, blowing do you, my mind. Do you feel that, I don't know, like, now when you're creating, like, different works of art, or, like, editing photos, like, do you feel you're being authentic to, like, your true vision? Or are you, like, inputting other people's sort of, like, general overview of what they think a photo should look like? I think it's such an interesting question because I think it's like it's so hard to it's so hard to really answer it because mm -hmm. it's like yes like I think to be completely honest I think there are certain things that you're like I know if I do this it's going to get better received right like mm -hmm. you you know it like I know yeah. if I you know chill with you know the leaves being over yellow in yeah. the fall like i know it's going to do better because i'm not going to get those comments as there's no way those leaves are that yellow I like because those comments exist and that happens all the time but like i don't know because like i'm very 50 50 on it because yeah. there are times when i do take photos and like i'm like all right i'm gonna edit this way because i know it's gonna look sick and like yeah it's gonna do well but then it's like there's also times where it's like I let the creative take over in me and like let the artist take over in me and like mm -hmm. literally like some of my favorite photos I went to New York City God, it's probably two years ago now with my buddy Matt shout out Matt this is his first time being shout out and he deserves to be shout out a lot but 
I took him to New York City and we went in the summertime. Mm-hmm. For the record, it was 95 degrees outside. Okay? Whoa. 100% humidity, yeah. 95 degrees. We decided to go to Central Park. We're walking through Central Park and I don't know if you've ever been to Central Park, but there is these there's a part in Central Park where you're basically in the park and you could see these beautiful buildings and they mm-hmm. line up before like line up between like five different trees. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. There's a little hill in the background. It's very very pretty. Yeah. And the leaves are obviously bright green and I didn't like that. I before I even took the photo, mm-hmm. I was like these leaves aren't going to be yellow. I was like they're going to be yellow because so you that's think what about, I want. You think about the editing process even before oh, you absolutely. take the Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely you have to because it, it changes the way you take the photo that's it true. changes the way i frame the photo it changes yeah. the way i think about the photo yes so like in that moment i was like these leaves are going to be yellow mm-hmm. so now i had to think about okay well if the leaves are going to be yellow what is the sky going to be if the sky yeah. is you know super super dark blue that day or mm-hmm. it's sunset yellow is probably not my best answer because it's going to blend too much yeah so it's like i have to think about it okay if the leaves are going to be yellow on these trees that means then the sky needs to be a brighter blue a lighter brighter blue yeah so they go together and then the ground needs to be a little darker because if not it's going to be more yellow and it blends in with the leaves mm-hmm. right so in that scenario i didn't give a shit what people would think about the photo because it was summertime and i posted it the next day and nobody commented about the leaves being yellow okay everybody commented on how beautiful the photo was it was the middle of july Mm -hmm. and i posted that photo which if you're a photographer it's almost a no-go you almost like you know you go with the seasons you don't really post fall and winter and you know you go with the seasons Mm -hmm. a little bit because it looks more professional and it looks pleasing Mm -hmm. but in that moment i was like this is what i want to do and it did really well so like i'm so torn down the middle because there are times that i take portraits and i'm taking the portrait because I want it to look a certain way, but I also know that look that I want is a look that one of my favorite photographers got or blah, 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 whatever. But then I also know there's times where I'm like, I don't give a shit what it looks like. It's just what I feel in the moment. And then that's what I'm going to do. And to be completely honest, 95% of the time, my best photos are the photos that I just come up with in the moment and feel some type of way about. Like, you know, or I talk to like my model and I'm like, hey, listen, like, we're gonna do this but this is what you're gonna look like okay and you know it's a very interesting question it's a very hard question yeah but yeah like i'm very split down the middle but i would tend to try to lean towards just do whatever the hell you want post Mm -hmm. because you want to post right like i've said this in a later like an earlier episode it's like you know black and white photos (laughs) it's not on social media at all no Never. because it's not super saturated doesn't look yep. like paradise it's not fun mm-hmm. but why why aren't we posting black and white photos mm-hmm. because i bet you right now and i've made this argument before if i showed you five black and white photos and then five of the same photos in color i bet you you feel more feelings about the black and white photos that you will about the color photos probably yeah because there's more detail in the in the black and white photos right and then it's like the black and white photos are nostalgic you think about our past you think about all the photos you saw in history class of the wars and stuff it's all in black and white yes right so it's like it has that feeling in there but we don't post it why because we're scared to because mm-hmm. social media says it's not cool because we're not going to get likes. Yeah. Like, why do we have to be validated? I know. That's how, like, I try to look at it. Like, yeah. you post 
videos about books. I know. Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, when you think about it, it's like, that sounds freaking nuts. Like, yeah, who literally. the hell would watch that? Who thinks about that? Exactly. Why would anyone think about that? Well, I went to bed last night. I pulled up a channel of a guy who literally, I'm shit you not, went to his whole channel. It's called Outdoor Boys. They went. He spent the whole day outside in Alaska. He fished. He hunted. He camped. And that's all he did. I sat there for 30 minutes. Let me tell you, I enjoyed every single second of it. And this guy, oh for the God. record, his camera work, his mics, horrible. It's not good Are at all. Are you serious? But let me oh tell you, God. the content was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Bro, I went in. I woke up this morning. First thing I did, looked up. Camping gear. <laughs> Why? Why? He's an influencer. What? He's I have no business camping. Look at me. Oh. I am not a camper. I am not either, boy. for the record. I'm, I'm a not. fucking city boy. Why uh, am know. I looking up camping gear? No. Because it was so entertaining. Yeah. And he doesn't give a shit about Literally. what people think. He's just doing it because he's passionate about it. Have you seen like, Tube Girl? No. This is my recent obsession. And I okay. also I also stepped out of my body, thought about it for a second. And I was like, why am I watching <laughs> so much content of this girl? This girl, she's on the tube in London. Basically their version of a subway. Yes. And I didn't know this. There's a little window cut out in the tube. So air comes into the tube from the outside. So this girl was like, wait a minute. If I stand in front of it, my hair blows away, kind of like in a music video. So all of her content is of her dancing in front of random people, all because the air blows through a tube. And you know Why what? Why do I, I love that? I love it. You should look up her content. It's awesome. But I kept thinking, I was like, what about us? Like, what makes my brain click or fire when, number one, I am consuming that content, and then when she's creating it? Like, why did she think this is the way I want to express myself? And I think about that with you, too. I'm like, how did you pick, out of all of the millions of ways you could possibly express yourself, like, physically, of course, you're not going to, like, paint a Monet or something, you know, whatever. But I'm like... If you, like, why out of all the million things you could have chosen, why a podcast, why photography? Like, what makes it go off in your brain? Like, I can't live without art. I can't live without this kind of stuff. I agree. And, like, I cannot go home and just, like, chill on the couch. Like, every day, our our friend, our mutual friend, Cassie, shout out to her. (laughs) She told me, she was like, she was like, you film and edit every day i was like every day and i never get tired of it and i think about that all the time i'm like what makes me tick that way what makes you tick that way like do you have any insight into like why photography why a podcast so like no it's it's a good question so like photography like for me and like i've said it before and it's like when i discovered so it's kind of hard because when i look back at my childhood I've had a photographic memory. So mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and I actually like very vividly remember this, I was going to my Aunt Nora's, and she lives in upstate New York, and it's about six and a half, seven hours away. And there's a part in the trip where there's like a beautiful hill on the right side, and you have to either go left, right, or straight. So now, for you guys who have never had to live like this, back in the day, you have to use something called a map because GPS was not a thing yet, okay? There was no iPhones. I'm convinced I would have died oh, if I wasn't in this era. I know. Yeah, I would not too. have... So natural selection would have taken Fact. me out. I can't read a map. No, I can't. I can't. Read a map at all. Cannot. So my parents, and I, I'll never forget it, I was probably like maybe six years old, and I think that's even being like... I'm justifying that mm-hmm. I might have been younger. We get to this four, like this three-way spot, and my mom was like, I don't remember which way to go. Meanwhile, I'm six years old. I've been up here three times. Mm-hmm. And I remembered the way to go. 
And I was like, oh, you go right. It's right right down the road. Mm -hmm. And we got there. I remember my mom asking me, like, how the fuck did you remember that? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I just I just remember the hell. That's mm-hmm. all I remembered. So it's like when I think about like why photography, it's always been a part of my life. Yeah. But it it kind of runs deeper. Like when I was a kid, I was very my parents believed in, you know, whatever I wanted to do, I was allowed to do. Whatever yeah. my dreams were, I had full support of that no matter what. So if I wanted to be a freaking astronaut, they would say why can't you be an astronaut mm-hmm. that's who my parents are and i'm very blessed because of that and i, I love, love them for that that's awesome so they gave me all these different opportunities as a kid and you know and i think part of the reason why i like the arts really stuck with me is i used to used to i still do but you know now i don't live at home anymore so i don't get it as much but my my dad and i always bonded over cooking we used to cook all the time especially on like saturdays and sundays and like you know That's my so dad's the cook in the family so like when i was a little kid like we used to sit there and watch food network all day saturday and we would like try to recreate the meals and mm-hmm. like it was just something we did together and i was actually just saying this to gabby the other day of like my dad's dream is he wants to retire and like open a food truck with me which is like so cool That's so but cute. like I think about it as, like, I was always involved in the arts, and, like, I feel like that's why I tick that way, because, like, when I cook, even now, it reminds me of my dad, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, that's so amazing, because, like, unfortunately, you know, when he is gone, and, like, obviously, he's young, like, it's no time soon, knock on wood, but when it is his time and I'm still here, I will always have him with me, because I'll always, every time I cook, I think of him. You know, and like right. we text each other back and forth like different recipes or like, Dad, I'm I'm cooking this today. Like, have you ever tried this? Or like he'll send me pictures, like, dude, I grilled up this. Like, how does it look? And it's like it's like little things like that that I'm like, I was always destined to be an artist. I just didn't know what art it was gonna be. And, you know, it's kinda crazy and like something like you said where it's like this traumatic event of you being sick is why mm-hmm. you were like I'm going to do it. I want to put myself out there, right? Yeah. And it's like, it kind of is like what helps you become an artist. Yeah. Where it's like, I had something similar that it's like, I went through a traumatic event and it's like, I needed an outlet because I didn't know how to express what I was going through. Yeah. And unfortunately, I love people, but a lot of people that when you're going through something really hard are like, I'm here for you. It's okay. And they try to downplay it. And like, yeah. it's sometimes it's, just, it's not what I don't want to hear. It's okay. No. Or I don't want to hear time heals everything. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I want results now. So I needed to find that outlook. So I bought a camera and I started to see the world again. I started to see how beautiful everything was. And yeah. I started to get this feeling that like, oh my God, like I'm becoming who I'm meant to be. And like it changed who I was as a person. Like yeah. I used to be a real like POS back in the day. And it's like, <laughs> it, but it's true. Cause it's like in high school, like, like you can ask like my friends in high school that are still friends now. Like I was like a little POS. Like I really mm-hmm. was like, yeah. I didn't care about people's feelings. I didn't respect people. Like I didn't care. And it's like, I credit photography for like helping me get through those things and making who I am today. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know why I tick that way to get Mm -hmm. back to your question i'm sorry about the rant but i don't know i loved it (laughs) i don't know why i tick that way but like i just know that like it's always been a part of me yeah and it's one of those things that like like you said like i might not take pictures every day Mm -hmm. but let me tell you every single day 24 hours a day i'm thinking about i think about it i'm thinking about about it all the time i'm thinking about you know film i'm thinking about this podcast i'm thinking about 
how can I express myself? Yeah. Every single day I go through something like that. Two things I have to say about what you said. Number one, I loved that you said that getting into photography made you a better person because I feel like when you take a photo, you are forced to confront the emotions of another person. It's true. You are like, it's a testament to empathy. Like you have to be able to recognize that in order to capture it. I and I feel it like, like I feel like that's an amazing story. Number two, I love your story because it kind of negates what I said before. I feel like when I said that the world is neutral and therefore art is neutral, that was a very like pessimistic viewpoint. And I think I want to alter my like hypothesis by saying that I think that you know, we are shoved and influenced and like bombarded with stimuli to influence how we think and like what we produce. But because of your story, it made me think that like nothing but that innate want to create, like nothing's gonna influence that. Like that's just gonna come from within you. And it's like, I appreciate you saying that, but it's like, I mean, I'll say it again because I know you loved it when I said it the first time. Yeah. Is like, there's a void inside of me and I know you have it too, yeah. that it's like, it's literally a black hole that like if I don't feed it art, yeah. it's like I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. Like I say it and I say it all the time and you know, my whole family loves this quote. It's just like a world without music is like a world I don't want to live in. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I and I try to loop in all these different arts because it's like people need to understand that like it's not just a photography podcast it's not just a videography podcast no. it's a podcast about the creative lifestyle which is all different kinds of art yeah like you know it's everything like i mean every you have to cook every day every yeah. day you have to cook but mm -hmm. what you don't understand is like you're expressing yourself through that meal right like it's like you're making a decision what you want to feed yourself that day right yeah. what's playing on what you're going to feed yourself well it's an expression if I'm in a gross, sloppy mood, but my expression is not going to be, I want a greasy cheeseburger. It's going to be, hmm, maybe I want a pliable. Maybe I want mm -hmm. fresh strawberries, right? But then yeah. if it's like, oh, man, like I had too much to drink. I need to figure out what I'm going to eat. I want something greasy. I want that breakfast sandwich. I want yes. that Gatorade. But those are expressions that you're making, right? Those are decisions, but you're making those decisions based on feelings, which feelings are expressions. Yes. So it's like, and that's what I try to tell people. It's like, listen, like you think you're not an artist, but you really are. You're just looking at it one dimensionally. Yeah. I'm trying to open up this big picture that like, yeah. you know, like everything is art, right? And like, unfortunately, mm -hmm. art is one of those things that is always looked upon as you're not going to make money in it. Yeah. It's not a good career. Mm -hmm. And it's like, listen, if you're trying to become an artist to make money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Yes. It's the truth. Yeah. Right? Like if you're, <laughs> like you said it, you were like, would I be a YouTuber if Mr. Beast doesn't have hundreds of millions of subscribers? Yeah. And I think the answer is yes. Only because when you started, mm -hmm. Mr. Beast did not have 100 million subscribers. True. Think yes. about it like that. And it's also, I know for a fact, because you said it, you mm -hmm. started because you were passionate about it. Yeah. It's never about making money. Mm -hmm. You record every day. You barely make money on it. Mm -hmm. Hell, you make more money than I do. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's like, because it's not a job. You're passionate about it. And that yes. was my biggest hill to climb is when I decided to be, have a photography company. Mm -hmm. It's how do I go out and shoot because I want to shoot where I'm not shooting because I'm getting paid. Yes. Right. And that's a tough hill to climb. But like that's when you realize like am i actually passionate about this like you know mm -hmm. so like dude you're just crazy because you're asking such good questions and like 
Maybe this should just be Julie's podcast <laughs> from now on because these questions are fire. I'll take over from now but on. But it's just like, it's there's such thought-provoking questions. Yeah. And it's just like, it's amazing to hear. And again, this is a girl who did not go to art school, majored in mm-hmm. biology. Yes. Is not a quote-unquote creative because it's mm-hmm. not how she pays her bills. Mm-hmm. So she's not a professional. No. But yet you have this great insight, right? Because yeah. you're in tuned with the fact that like it's a way to express yourself. It's a way for you to yeah. put yourself out there and like whether somebody watches it or listens or whatever, like the numbers don't matter. Yeah. Like I mean, it just I'm so glad that I found the avenue that I found because as a child, like I'm so glad that you had that experience where like you knew from a kid like this is something you were into, but as a child, I really did not think that I was artistic at all. I couldn't draw. I couldn't like go out and sing and anything. Like all of the normal avenues towards artistic expression were not available to me until I got to high school and I learned how to utilize different modes of technology to then express myself. Yeah. And then I felt like, oh my God, I love this. And I feel like I just feel so sad because as a kid, that whole entire part, like that void was just empty. There was nothing to fill it for like 15, 16 years. I was like looking for something and I didn't find it until high school. And I think a lot of people go throughout their whole life not finding that because of the way that art is talked about and how accessible or inaccessible it is to people and that's just so sad. So I'm like thinking to myself, like how do you think that we could make art more accessible to like the daily life of people? Like I don't know how to show people that like there are so many ways to express themselves or like do you think that everyone has to just go through that and find it themselves so like i would say like i don't think it's the conversation of how can we show people that there's art all around Mm -hmm. us every single day right like because i think people know that because people listen to music 24 7 true when you're in the car you listen to music right you watch tv it's all art Mm -hmm. i think to start getting people into art and trying to help people realize that like you might be the next you know michelangelo you might be Mm -hmm. the next you know any like ed sheeran like it could be anything like you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. i think what we have to do is is i truly and i truly believe this is in hollywood unfortunately when you watch a movie about high school students or kids in general Mm -hmm. the art students always get a bad rap they're always the weird kids they're always you know quote losers like Mm -hmm. things of that nature because they feel certain types of way right because it's always like sports this sports that if you're not the captain of the football team or you know the head cheerleader like there's not a place for you right Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah sure whatever that's just mainstream media and all that but i feel like there's a trickle down effect there where it's like subconsciously if i was you know in middle school sixth grade and you know you said like you're like hey listen like you had it since you were a child yes but i lost it mm-hmm. i lost it until i got to high school and i took a photography class and i was like holy shit i really love this like this is amazing yeah and it wasn't until i went through my traumatic traumatic event that i was like oh my god yeah i need to pick this up again right and yeah. i lost it because i wanted to be a jock i wanted to play <laughs> baseball i wanted yes. to be a professional baseball mm-hmm. player and all that stuff right and yeah. it's like but I almost feel like that has a lot to do with the mainstream media. And it's, mm-hmm. I think people, unfortunately, turn themselves away when it comes to art because yes. it's very hard to make it in the art world. And it is. My, mm-hmm. I just talked to my cousin the other day about this and he was like, 
I gave him a shout out last podcast, so I'm not giving him another one because he gave me a lot of shit for it. (laughs) But he is a police officer, and I said how, like, he inspires me every day, just like my brother inspires me every day, Mm -hmm. because they go out and they're, they're heroes. Like, they are actually heroes. They save people's lives every day. Whether you hate the police or not, you can't take it away from they're heroes. I know there's issues there, but they are heroes. And it's like, that inspires me. But then it's like, to talk to my cousin about it, and he's like, Bro, you're telling me I inspire you, but he's like, you're the one who's chasing a dream. Like, you're the one who's making a dream a reality. Like, you're the one who busts his ass every single day to make sure that, like, he can stay up to date with the content, you know, keep pushing content, start a podcast to stay relevant, and all that. He's like, bro, you're chasing a dream. He's like, you're the inspiration. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just had to apply for a job and pass a test. He's like, and then I got the job. He's like, you have to prove yourself every single day that you're a great photographer that you belong yeah and it's like and i think that's the stigma behind it is that like why do i have to prove myself every day why do i have to make photography my whole personality mm-hmm. and it's like you're a, literally a prime example that you don't yeah because it's not who you are it's what you love to do mm-hmm. but it's not just who you are yeah where it's like yes photography is my whole personality i love it but it's like there's so many yeah. different layers to both of us that it's like and i just feel like the only way to get people to where you know we are and it's like how like hopefully one day we become even bigger than we are and like we yeah. can be full-time artists and like make money on mm-hmm. our content and live off of it like that's the dream but it's yeah. like just to get to where we are was such a grind and it's a dream for a lot of people and a lot of people that listen to this podcast i know it's a dream of theirs to get to where i am and it's like but it's like why why do we have to idolize like this right where it's like we still bust our asses every day we still work hard right and it's like but there's always someone behind us is like oh my god like i wish i had what they had but they're too scared to express themselves but why so it's like to me it's like i feel like it's the closed-minded fact that people think it's too hard to make it in the art industry Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of fear because you know in art you can't hide behind anything like even if you're a paint like a painter right yeah you're a painter and you don't show your face people are gonna judge you off of your painting it's so vulnerable exactly because it's so raw yeah and like to answer your question before when you're like why do people create things that they create i and like why do we watch things we watch i feel like people like they crave authenticity Mm -hmm. and i can barely say that word but they crave like the raw emotion right like people don't want to see these hollywood productions that are you know hundreds of millions of dollars right like it's fun to watch that Mm -hmm. but i can't see myself in that movie but you know where i can see myself in your content talking about chips and salsa (laughs) you know what i mean or like in the girl's content making videos because her hair is blowing in the wind I can see that because I would do that. Yeah. I would do stupid things like that and make silly content on that because mm-hmm. that's what's funny to my friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we need in this world is more stuff like that, is more of this yeah. realness and not this super professional stuff. I know. You know? And I feel like I feel like what you said, like I'm I mean, I'm a prime example. Like I'm not like Nick said, I'm not making a living off of being creative. My job does not require any sort of creativity or minimal creativity and like I feel that you know I talk to a lot of people all day long who tell me that they have no hobbies and that I think is the saddest statement and so when I'm pushing for art to be more accessible I'm not saying that like you need to strive 
for it to be your dream exactly. and you need to do it a hundred percent of the time. You I don't just, need to be an artist. Yeah, I just I think that the world would be a much better place if people just express themselves truly how it resonated with them. And a lot of that is art. But what do you get as a kid? You're like, oh play soccer. Play basketball. Yep. Nobody's like, take a photography class. You yep. know what I mean? And I yep. just, I wish that it was on an even playing field where if, you know, kids had multiple options, like they could just see them as options. Like that sort of artistic expression is not readily available to you. It's most likely you dug it out of the sand and you pulled it out and you did it for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's- Or your so parent is a creative. Yes, or your, yeah, or your parent helped you out. They were great. But like yeah. as a society, I just feel like there's so many potentials locked away. And that's, I think, what makes me sad. But I also think like, it's almost like, because I agree with you, but then it's like, I think back to like, like I look at my, you know, nephews now. Yeah. Right. And it's like, like, the kids love to color, right? Mm-hmm. That's expression. Like, like you True. know, what I mean? like you're expressing yourself through coloring. But yeah, the problem is, is once you get to a certain age, coloring is no longer cool. It's no longer acceptable because you have to be a big kid now, and big kids don't color. Yes, and it's like that's, but that's the problem right there. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why can't they color? Yeah, shit. literally. I like, love the movement on TikTok that's like the aesthetic girls coloring. They like film themselves coloring. I'm like, that's so peaceful. I'm so glad you love to do that. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, because that to them is a way that they get to relax, express themselves. recharge. Exactly. Yeah, relax, just have fun. recharge. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And be who they are. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I never thought of it like that, where it's like, how do we get basically for more people to be more accepting of Mm -hmm. like the art and like be like more into it and i feel like there is definitely a new wave with people doing it because i see like you know i watch when i watch my nephews i watch the shows they watch and they are very artistic now yeah so like i think there is a wave and there is a movement to try to not force but try to help kids understand that there is life outside of sports Mm -hmm. and believe it or not there's life outside of academics and that like you can do other things Mm -hmm. and you know i think a lot of that though is like to be honest with you i think the new wave is that like it's helping is that a lot of people are like you know like listen you don't have to go to college like you go to trade school yeah and be an electrician like you could do that Mm -hmm. and like there's that's respectable like you know it's like and i think that's what's helping is that like you can take photography classes in high school and be like I want to open up a photography company. And guess what? You might make millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. yeah. and you might not ever go to college. And there's nothing. That's amazing. Right. Know, but it's yeah. like, but unfortunately, if you have that conversation, most people are going to be like, are you stupid? Like, <laughs> you're not going to be successful. You know how many people take photos? I can take photos of my phone. And it's like, that argument drives me insane because it's like, Literally. no, like you're not appreciating what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like me saying to an electrician, yeah, I could fix that outlet. I could do it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, if I had the training and, like, all that shit, I could do it. But, like, mm-hmm. I can't do it right now. Yeah. And I can't damn well can't do it as good as they can. Yes. Like, you know, it's just, like... And it's also, like, between two photographers, you're, like, even if you have the same profession, it's, like, any sort of art that anyone creates is almost a reflection of themselves. You're going to do it differently. Even if I said to the both of you, take a picture of that same hill, the same place, the same time. It's completely different. It's completely different. Yeah. And it's, like, you're almost negating their reflection of themselves it forces you to be introspective and put yourself out there and that's why it's so vulnerable but that's also what's really beautiful about it i love that i agree i I have two more questions for you yes the one question is do you think because i already said my answer Mm -hmm. 
do you think there is enough room in the art world for all of us or do you think it is a very hard industry and maybe people should stay away i think that the room is bigger than i even can conceptualize because like i said earlier i'm talking about tube world i never in my life thought of that every time i go on tiktok i'm like who thinks of that who thinks of that because i'm like the room is saturated no one wants to listen to me nobody cares about my opinion but then i post about harry potter and that's my most viral video and i'm like do you know how long harry potter's been out like for so many years people post videos of themselves eating and they have millions of followers yeah literally and i'm like there's like i know i said before that everywhere i've been the poet's been before but i'm like sometimes you just get lucky lucky. and you do something that's just like holy crap like i never thought in a million years that would be interesting to me like i just binge watched Claire Saffitz recreating Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Like she's in a BA test. Like I never thought in my life I'd be like, you know what I want to watch tonight? A pastry chef recreating a donut chain. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. So like I just think the room is so much bigger than we can even visualize in our mind. Like there are things to do. There's avenues to go through that just you can't even think of yet. Yeah. So it's just unfathomable to me. And I've learned that now. And I wish more people saw that. I think that's an amazing answer. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I mean, like how like I even said it in, in an earlier episode where it's like. And this leads into my next question where it's like, listen, to be an artist, right? Like mm-hmm. people that just like think about things like even like when you read, right? Like yeah. if I read Light Lark, there is no movie on Light Lark, right? Mm-hmm. I have to think about in my head what these characters look like, what yeah. the Wild Wings land looks like, yeah. what all of this looks like, right? And it's like, bro, that's you being an artist right there. Yeah, You're expressing yourself mm-hmm. because... Hell, how many times have we talked about it where I'm like, you think she looks like what? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I didn't get that vibe. Like, you <laughs> literally. Know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And it's just that argument. So, like, mm-hmm. it leads me into my final question, which is a heavy hitter. Okay. What inspires you? Oh, my God. That's scary, Nick. Why would you ask me that? It's a hard question. I answered it in my last podcast Ooh, episode. Oh, my God. Why couldn't you have told me this last night? I would have come Sorry. up with an answer. <laughs> I think what inspires me, and I think this goes back to my why, is I think the driving force of what forces me to create is just the different emotions that I do feel. I tend to be very oversensitive to stimuli. I'm an introvert, and I feel like what inspires me is the fact that I used to think that being an introvert and oversensitive was like a negative to the extreme. Yeah. But it forces me to sit there and observe people and things for what they are. And I used to really think that that was a bad thing. I hated that about myself. I was like, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be changed. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I would never pick up the things that I do if I didn't just sit there and look at things and just observe them. And I think that the way that I go about art is just being like my observation will be nothing like anyone else's has been before. Yeah. Because I've never existed before. I've never experienced this moment before. And there's something to be said about that because like, even if you think that what you're saying is unimportant, I'm like, no one's gonna observe it the way you are. And if I don't express the way I observe it, then the observation goes away. It doesn't exist anymore. And I think that there's something really negligent about that. 
And I, that can't be said about every idea I ever have. No, but like that's an amazing but way to think about it. Because like I don't want to shut myself off because I th- because of the possibility that it might be ridiculous. Yeah. I don't want something to cease to exist because I won't open the door to let it out. I think that that is ridiculous. So when I create things, I get inspired by, I guess, the fear that I might create something and shut myself off to it because I'm worried that it's not gonna be everything that I think it is. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, kill things at the stem or at the roots because of my own self. I wanna get out of my way and I want it to be an existing thing that I create and for other people to see. You give me so much heat saying that's <laughs> such a hard question and answers it but flaw- like flawlessly. Great answer. Amazing. Thank Last you. Last thing, what's your favorite book? My oh Nick, that All was harder than the last question. It's one book. You're stuck on an island. You can oh. only bring one book. What is it? One book? One book. Oh God. I'll this, give you fine. Three books. Three books. Okay, that's more more like it. Okay. Number one is I think Dear Aaron by Mariana Zapata. Okay. I love that book to death. I really really like aligned with the main character for some reason i think it's wonderful second book is a court of mist and fury i've been telling nick to read this book for so long please harass him to read it it's so good i need a romance and then i need a fantasy that's what i need i need balance so i love that book for the world building and everything and i think number three just because i've read it so recently is fourth wing it was fantastic. So also harass Nick for that one and go over to my channel to watch my review of it because it's happening soon. Speaking of your channel, where can they find you? You can find me on the Julie with an I on both TikTok and YouTube. And I also have a new channel, which is the Julie with the vlog. So if you want to check that out, that is also out now. Go follow her, guys. Her content is great. Julie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Everybody, remember... Wolves howl louder in a pack. Julie, welcome to the Wolf Pack. Oh my god, have a good night, everyone.